We're going to go into it. <laughs> sometimes, Kyle, you take one shit, but then sometimes you take two shits. When you hit the toilet like that, you know it's going to be a good day. Yeah, you know, okay, so I have my dad joke for today. <sighs> I don't know if you Almost saw- Almost made me shiver how much I've shit. I don't know how I don't know if you saw this. I don't know. Might have. I shared it on Facebook last night. Might have. Okay, gonna, last night. No. Definitely okay, then didn't. don't even look at your phone. Right? Been, I, want not, this to, I want this to be clear. I want this to be free. Still. Of course you do. Uh, <laughs> all right. So how does the rock pee? I don't know. He Dwayne's is Johnson. That's a good one. I enjoyed that one. That wasn't bad. Dwayne's is Johnson. <laughs> I can just picture, like, uh, fucking, what's his face? That stupid fuck. Mike Tyson saying that. Dwayne's is Johnson. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, uh, here we go. The views and opinions of those who talk and appear on the AK Swish podcast are their own. Listener's discretion is advised. This is the AK Swish Podcast. Welcome in, everybody. Rape! Oh, dear Lord. Don't, don't do that. We'll get into that in a second. Well, we won't get into raping people in a second, but we'll talk about it. Up, uh, yeah, uh, episode 30 of the AK Swish Podcast here on the Anchor app, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast. want to thank Spotify for the couple months sponsorship. They were great. We are now unsponsored. We're open for business. So whoever, wants to, so. whoever wants to jump on board and... Reap the benefits of what Spotify has. Or, <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna be awesome. Uh, so let's let's dive right into it, folks. Thank you guys for listening here on the AK Switch Podcast. So uh, again, here we go. Uh, the lead for this week, Antonio Brown decided to be our lead for the second consecutive week because he decided to rape somebody. Uh, uh, apparently, uh, hanging out with Ben Roethlisberger. Allegedly, hey, allegedly. Listen, he hung out too much with Ben Roethlisberger before they got falling out. So this is obviously the the recourse of what he was doing. Uh, so there's now accusations out that Antonio Brown, who may or may not play sometime today, and this is Sunday. He's playing, I heard. Yeah, he, he's probably just traveling with him. Going a good He's in Miami. He lives there anyway, right? So <laughs> might as well just. Hey, listen. If you have anybody in your corner to get you out of some allegations, two-time murderer Aaron Hernandez, rest in peace, would tell you the same thing. Uh, it's the New England Patriots that back you up. Rest in burning hell. I don't. <laughs> hey, we don't know if he's in hell. Uh, they murder people in the Bible. I don't know, I don't know if God's real. Hey, listen, I'm not talking about my religious beliefs, but they murdered people in the Bible. You Can saying you can't murder the people? The precipice about just storytelling dude, about religion is crazy. No, like, dude, the Bible is. If you've never read the Bible, I don't care if you're Jewish, Hindu. Islamic. Well, they have versions of the Bible, I imagine. They're different. Yeah. Of course, they're different books, different stories being yeah. told. I don't care what religion you are, uh, a Scientologist. I don't care what you are. Read the Bible once. It's entertaining. It's one of the hell. greatest reads of all time, <laughs> hands down. That's why it's the most high, highest selling book of all time, right? Uh, anyway, Everyone has one in the dresser, right? Back to infidelity. Uh, infidelity. Well, so Antonio Brown uh, obviously is having this this situation. News came down this morning, Sunday morning here. What is it, September fifteenth? I think it is. Uh, that uh, he refused to pay the woman. I'm not going to mention her name because I don't really know it. But uh, <laughs> so as much I did research on this story. Just trainer, uh, I know that. Oh uh, yeah, she trained him a couple times. I guess they met in college. Whatever the case may be. Uh, he refused to pay her two million dollars to make this all go away. 
he basically said, I'm not going to do that. I want to prove my innocence, whatever. I mean, the the athlete bravado is in that Let's sense. Uh, so my question to you, man, is, is what should the league do about this? Now, there's been previous situations where if it is a criminal investigation, they'll put you on the exempt list. You won't be able to play uh, until things are sorted out. Now, there is no technical criminal investigation going on yet. He has not been charged. So it's almost a, a line of decency thing. And if we know anything about the Patriots... They don't give a fuck about decency. As long as you're in the clear criminally wise, you're not going to be, excuse me, you know, held back. So I mean, should the league do something about this, or do we just kind of wait and see at this point? Uh, don't do anything about it. Everyone gets rape allegations, and unfortunately, when you're an athlete or anybody in a celebrity stance, uh, men or women nowadays, because Katy Perry has had some run-ins recently, and with her ill justice towards the way that she treats uh, people of the opposite sex. I don't know if you've seen those. Um, you looked a little bit surprised, but she's like kissed really... people without their permission. Oh, dude! I'd... And people go ahead. Well, that's the difference. Again, here's <laughs> the difference one... of what's going on. Oh, was it that one kid from like that? Uh, no, that it's a show? bunch of. It's not just. It's more than one person. Well, she's had forward. a she's had a hard go about it for relationship wise. She's been um, divorced. But, but like kinda... I'm saying, just getting back on track here <laughs> is that you can't just because it's an allegation. Um, if it was without a doubt, yes. But apparently, his agent he knew his lawyer knew that this was coming. You know who didn't know though? The teams. Yes, he kept it secret. That's um, a bit of an issue. Apparently not. New England is fine with it. That's why he's traveling with them right well, now. Well, I don't know if they're fine with it because there was a report that came out that said Kraft wouldn't have made the trade if he knew about it beforehand. So that's we can say that that's the case. A lot of people would say that that's the thing. Uh, I but think it's they Antonio would've... Brown. I mean, they I... would have paused a little bit because I don't know. Well, it, again, would... allegations uh, versus man. direct correlation with. But how do you not mention it to him in passing? Like, hey, by the way, just so you know, I have this girl. She, I, she used to train me. There is an accusation out there that I did this to her. I didn't do it. But I don't just think you guys he, know, so you're not surprised when this comes out because it's going to come out at some point. We we think at some point it probably. Will. I don't think he thought she would actually go through with it, so that's why like she's backburnered it. Yeah, but you got to be just. It's, you're making this. It's hundreds of millions of dollars on the line at this point. I mean, you got to make sure you got your ducks in a row, man, and people know what the fuck is going on, especially the people that matter. Okay, we're not. I'm not talking about Joe Schmo or telling a local radio station. I'm talking about your owner, your coach. Your agent, your family. They got to know what the fuck's going on. I, I know his agent knew. I knew his yeah. family knew. He, he knocked out most, yeah. most of those cards Listen, he knocked yeah, out, but one of the major ones, the guy who's fucking paying him, I don't know. <laughs> Talking about school, he, he literally <laughs> passed with how many people that he gave the information to. Oh, man. It's probably, like you said, the most important one uh, should have been the team that he got traded to. But, again, it's allegation. Those are things that we saw with Ben Roethlisberger. Did he get cut? That's all I got to say, man. Yeah, no, but it's true. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you can't, you can't sit back and just be like, well, Antonio Brown should be punished for something that he may or may not have done. Uh, unfortunately, going back to what we had this discussion been in the past with the Luke Walton thing, he could, she could ruin someone's life. Whatever happened to Luke Walton? Uh, cases were dropped. It was, yeah, because it was it, bullshit, it was, yeah, right? Again, I mean, and this is, just, I hate that. And unfortunately, this is where it comes around, and it's just like, unfortunately, I think that rapists should be charged just like murderers, and I say this on a constant basis, is that you're taking civil rights away from another human being. You've done something that is almost going to be more torturous than being killed because mm. you have to live with that for the rest of your life, not to get into my political stances. But the real thing about this is is that it's become an apparent issue that more people are giving false accusations towards rape mm. Causing us to be like, well, I'll I'll believe it when I when I see the evidence. And it's happening not only in the workplace in the NFL or professional sports. It's Politics. happening everywhere. Oh, everywhere. Did like you, with that uh, you, with that senator that we talked about <clears throat> with the rape allegations that came up false. Yeah, I mean it's 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 
the, some of the situations where a lot of guys are afraid to work with girls in the, in the workplace, and the same is vice versa to an extent because they don't know what to expect now when, when we're talking about how guys respond to these kind of things happening. It, it's, it's, it's branching over beyond sports, but it's taking precedent in the, when these guys are in the major spotlights because of their platform, right? And, of course, Antonio Brown has a lot of money. Um, I would think that I wouldn't ask for $2 million to make it all go away. If this ever happened to me and I'm in that situation because I'm not a woman and I've never been raped before, so I can't tell you – what I do in that spot, but I You're mean, striking on him too, though, right? Oh, I'm for two, but I like. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to settle for two million dollars. I want justice. More justice, or less. justice is not this guy paying me some money and it go going away. He needs to pay for what he did, right? So I'm not going to settle. I'm not going to bring a settlement to the table because my lawyer said it's a good idea. I want justice. More or less, my biggest problem about this situation is that if someone murders my my cousin and offers to pay me four million dollars to make it all go away and forget about it, I'm not going to fucking. Be like, yeah, that's cool. No, this you're is, gonna pay for it. This is the important part of this conversation: is that when he brings it up in court that she wanted two million dollars to make this go away, it makes you look a little less. Um, don't know what the word I'm looking innocent? for. Innocent? No, a little bit less. Yeah, innocent and and a little less um, believable is this uh, layman's term. I'd say her. It. it makes her a little it, bit it, less. Hundred percent, yeah. it does. Why, why would you be now? This, you now just it looks, told it looks us, like a money grab now, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and it looks like that this never happened. Like this is fallacy. And like they I probably said, hooked up a bunch because he was Antonio freaking Brown and I'm she was gonna, some random trainer and they, they just I mean he was probably she was probably training him he probably thought she was hot he hit her up he's like hey I wanna I wanna get some lessons or whatever they went on a date or something like I'm that I'm not here for that's the thing for me I'm just like, how it normally goes then he probably <laughs> no I agree her. with you what I'm he, saying is like yeah. I get where you're coming at but I'm not here for hearsay because this is such a serious situation because now Antonio Brown no matter what he does you've ruined this person's life um, I'm watching a show called Mindhunter recently. Um, Kyle knows a little bit about me about this. I'm really big into like psychology, and I took a couple of forensic psychology in college because I'm a uh, business major. So you got to learn the demographic psychology, the people that you're Sorry, talking to. School makes me yawn. No problem. <laughs> and uh, so the thing is, for me, is that it's like what they did in the show Mindhunter when there's a killer in Atlanta that was killing a bunch of uh, underage, underage uh, black children, and they took the se- they no thank you oh. took the uh, case very seriously. After being brought up and like because it was the seventies, African Americans they they weren't being taken serious. The real problem is is that they brought in a guy that they thought was a killer, and when the guy's watching the TV after because you know the media shows up and they know they're interrogating him, says, "Wow, you just ruined that guy's life." Um, unfortunately, that's probably the truth. And if it was me or you that had these allegations, you've ruined my life. Well, he's, he's Antonio Brown, so his life's not ruined, well, but he's definitely got a his... big smudge. Ben Roethlisberger, we're sitting here talking about something that happened almost 10 years ago. Oh, probably over, honestly. Yeah, what, 2008? I think it would have been somewhere around there. It might yeah. have been over 10 years, and we're Shit. still talk- We're still talking about it. And it's, it's Antonio Brown's it's got, enough, he's got <laughs> enough marks on his image already from all the bullshit he's pulled this past offseason and, and getting out of Pittsburgh, forcing his way out, forcing his way out of Oakland. Now he's in New England. God knows what's going to happen. It's only the first game he's there for. I have no idea what's going to happen this season. He could have a Randy Moss year or he could flake out in two weeks. I have no freaking idea. That's the fucked up but, part, though, to me, because now we're sitting back and we're talking about it. Unfortunately, that's going to be on his name forever. I mean, that doesn't go away, Kyle. I mean, we talked about it. Luke Walton, We just it's been almost a year now. You know who Antonio Brown reminds me of, minus the rape allegation, for now? For now. Kyrie Irving. All this talent, a guy that could be... I, no, honestly, no, no, Antonio, think, Antonio Brown reminds me of Randy Moss without well, I'm, the wanting. Well, I'm crossing sports for, I know. for, without the, the, for the AK Swish you know, fans. I want to try and bring as many sports into it as I can. Like Just thinking about his mentality. He, pu- he pushed his way out of a team. <clears throat> or John Jones. Yeah, and, then, the and then he's got all this talent. He gets all these great stats. He's he's a, a playmaker. He, and he's, he's, he's a, a diva. Good, 
And what's Kyrie Irving? A diva. Boom. I agree. Again, minus the rape allegation that we know of. I don't know what's going on in Kyrie's personal life. I don't want to make any assumptions, but at the same point, um, who knows? Real question that we have following <laughs> up and staying a little bit more fluid is what should the Patriots do? Uh, and what should the league do? Watch it closely. The league that's is the, the league is investigating. They're going right. to meet with a girl, I guess, and they're going to judge. It doesn't it. even matter if you meet with a girl. It's what the judge does, and it, it depends on the evidence. Because but I don't think they should brought because, it to court yet. I think it's still the police are still looking into it. And they're just kind of like, I don't know. I mean, I don't, don't believe they should suspend him or do anything if it's yeah. not true. It's not true. You can't if you suspend him again. Now you've just tarnished his name. You've already done it. You thrown you thrown mud on his name. Now on top of that, you're going to take money away from him because then at that point he can come back and countersue for defamation of character. Again, this isn't a political stance. But he will do that. But that's probably going to yeah. happen. Well, I would say this too: the team, if they ever did something like that, it'd be to protect their image. And I would Antonio. sue them. I would sue that girl for all the money that I, if he got paid fifteen million dollars or sixteen games in a season, I'd be suing for eight hundred fifty thousand dollars per game that I missed. Oh, you countersuing her, right? For, yeah. For, for, and, and she it, can't it, afford apparently, that. Apparently, they are going to count. Well, we don't know who she's trained. I mean, she can't. It doesn't matter how, who you've trained, 850000 That's what I always want to know when when these accusations come up. And I, and I hate to how be that money, guy. If you only want no, 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 $2 million? I, I want to know how much, they, how much they're worth. How much these people that are... If she's got a you know, 30000 a year job... Then yeah, you're about to fucking, fuck your own life. But I mean, if she, but if it. she, if she's training all these athletes, these 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 pro athletes, and she's making you know hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars, and that makes it more, I wouldn't say believable, but from a standpoint of it doesn't seem as much as a money grab. But then again, why would you also settle for two million dollars if you really do want this guy to pay for what he did to you on multiple occasions? Apparently, so that's that's the one thing that kind of made me jump out when I saw that. And, and of course, he's going to be like, no, I'm not going to pay you money. Because one, Antonio Brown's not going to do that anyway. He loves his money. And two, I honestly don't believe... Like, he just got to fight gonna... with the Raiders over guaranteed money. What do you think he's going to pay you two million? <laughs> the thing <laughs> is on. is that he would he would have paid it if he would, if he did it. I don't know if he would. I believe so. I don't, Dude, I don't think he would have done it. Enough athletes have done it and enough well, political people have He's not like most it. fucking athletes, dude. This guy's, this guy's a white job to begin he, with. I don't think he did it. At all. I mean, but that's because no one asked for $2 million to make something go away like that. And mind you, we're not saying this because we're guys. I, I genuinely think he didn't do anything here. But I mean, I'm mean, i saying it because no one asked for 2000000 million. If well, no. you got raped, I want that guy to die. Well, I, don't, uh, I want him to go. I want him You to, have kids now. I, you have yeah. a child. Yeah. But if, if your son was a girl and this happened to them, you would be unbelievably upset and you'd want this guy to die. Or if my son was I accused. I would want $2 million for it. On, on my side, too, if my son was ever accused of doing something like this. Like, and I know that he's innocent. Like, I, I knew where he was at that time where she said, like, if I knew everything, I'd be I'd be furious. I'd want her to pay. For, his, for agent, making... his agent went in super fucking confident on ESPN and was well, like, Well, Rosenhaus fucking... is always a, a man of not showing his deck. He, he's got, he plans, he's one of those guys that plans like three, four moves ahead of everything. Like, he, he's Just got protocol for every single listen, thing he can as an agent. I'll it's tell crazy. you right now, I've never... I've never seen someone so confident as, as both of them in this situation because Ben Roethlisberger wasn't even that <clears> confident <throat> because he... I believe that he possibly did it. Um, <laughs> it was a lot worse for Ben than it is for, for Antonio. Well, because he was in there. You know what I mean? He was in that bathroom <laughs> Listen, with that girl. I have no doubt that Antonio Brown had some sort of relationship with this girl. I, and I that's get... that's got to scare other athletes. Let's talk about the, the you, spectrum of dude, how many you, athletes can get in. Like, this could happen to any of them. you got to be careful. Like, and, uh, I'm not saying, you know. You need to make them sign an affidavit before you have sex with them. What? Just, just don't do I get the whole, it's the lifestyle when it's the, it's the money and you can get pretty much whoever you want because you have all this money and you're on TV and you're, you know, you're making your. Everyone gets got, Kyle. And that's the thing that I'm getting you at here. You just got to be, yeah, you got to be careful, man. You got to pick the right ones. You can't be just going around hitting up the local floozy at the corner he bar. Can, you got to make sure you know but, what you're doing. 
he can. It's unfortunate. That shouldn't be the case. They well, should be able to do whatever they need to do. But now it feels like you need to have them with a lawyer you, in the room before you have sex with them to probably, make them sign an affidavit. You probably shouldn't be fucking willy nilly anyway. But I mean, that's on them. I mean, I mean, whatever. I'm, ask Dwight Howard. I'm just I mean, saying. Ask Dwight saying. Howard. He'll tell you. It didn't work out for Shaq too well. He's got a lot of kids. But yeah, I mean, Dwight like Dwight Howard's it, got it, like what 57 and a half it, baby mamas. Uh, seriously, yeah, literally, he gave birth to the three midgets. Uh, <laughs> but like you know, I'm just saying, like it was random. I didn't expect that. But like you know, just. It's, but this is—it's a lot, man. It's a lot to take in with this dude because he's—it's been a, a mouthful of bullshit this entire off season and going into the preseason, the training camps, and of course now, we're in week two of the NFL and it's—it's it's still fucking bubbling up to the surface like fucking hot soup. It's just—it's like you know. I, I just I, I I don't know. I'll tell you right now. It's just like and I feel for if it's true, I feel for her and I hope everything works out and I hope. I hope that she knows in the future, don't just ask for money, go get help immediately because mm. you were raped. Um, on the other hand, if she's using this to tarnish his name, um, I wish you nothing but the worst, and I hope you go to jail. That's happening more and more for women. It, it, that should be a counter to what we're seeing. And like I said, I don't want to sound like I'm taking inside, but no one asks for money. But look it's at, different if she would have said, yeah. like, immediately... We saw that he was training with her, like a TMZ video right. of him training, and the next thing you know, she comes out two days later and right. says, I was raped. I'd be like, oh, fuck, he's going to go to jail for that. Like I said, same thing with Luke Walton. If he uh-huh. did it, he is a piece of shit. Now, I know it's not the same because she has a ton of money, and she's probably the most popular singer right now in the world, but remember when Taylor Swift went through her thing, and the guy groped her or whatever like that, she didn't ask, she wanted zero dollars, she just wanted everyone to know that he did it. Like, that's... I get it because she is financially stable, and if you are struggling, and he did it to you as Maybe well, then I mean, shit. I mean, get we you. said we don't know. Well, I mean, again, I, I have was... no, I have no idea what her situation is. She could be. This could have happened to like her for real. Thirty thousand dollar job. I, I'll say this: if I'm putting myself in her shoes, uh, I have been raped by Antonio Brown. I am making thirty thousand dollars a year, and I can make him give me two million dollars. And will I have that memory for the rest of my life of that happening? Yes, but at least I'm in a better financial spot than where I was. Maybe I can start my business a little bit further. Um, I could see where she's trying to in a hypothetical. But what situation. athlete is going to want to work with her after, after this comes out and then he pays it, what, her what off? What if it really happened? You know what I mean? If it really happened, then she will get more attention, and then it'll probably be for the better. And I'd imagine too, there'd be a lot more people hesitant to 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 try I anything. They, I don't. Yeah, and then I don't think she'd lose business. I think she no. loses business if this comes. If she back lies, falls, if yes. she lies, her career is over. At least in the training aspect. I don't know if she still but does in it her consistently mind, I mean, or not. If I mean, she's in, if she's in that such like if she's in that such of a construed situation that also, she needs to do that then maybe that's what, the case i don't know and you know i, I never got this and, and maybe it's my fault for being short-sighted but the, the premise of not saying anything for years when he we don't again i don't know if this if antonio was this, threatening this, her at some point or i don't know what the case may be with that but like if this happens to me and i'm in that kind of situation and and and, and especially with the past what three years it's been the me too movement and stuff too why didn't this come out when it happened or a couple months after it happened this is years now it happened in what I think early 2018 or something like that, or maybe even 2017 is when they started. Like, what? And he met her in college, so he's he's known her. They they've known each other for a, a decade, a decade. Yeah. So all of a sudden now, a, a decade of friendship and training, whatever the case. I guarantee you, he, he he spurned her, he cut her off, she got pissed, and this is where we're at now. Well, unfortunately, I, I, I'm drawing a lot of conclusions before we know what actually happened. But I mean, that just it, that's what it seems like. And until someone shows me evidence that says it's not true, I'm kind of in a spot where I have to believe that. It goes back to it goes back to again. I'm not I'm not the guru. I don't have a PhD in psychology. That actually, does say my business card, Kyle Quinnell Guru. I don't uh, know if you saw that. I will or not. say this though. I I do have a 
inclination. Most of the time when women or men don't step forward about rape allegations, um, it's because of the person's in a position of power and they're afraid of what it could possibly do to them. And this is what we're talking about. He's in a position of power. This will ruin your career if this goes through, right? And she's incorrect or she's found not, uh, she's found not guilty. If you're lying, man, it's a, it's a big <laughs> chance it, to take. That's the thing. She's taking a chance, let alone to come forward. That's why it does take time for these people there. You're like, you know what? I can't live with this. Some of them have nightmares, you know what I mean? The Jerry Sandusky situation. Yeah. That was going on for decades. Yeah. And the reason was because he was in a position of power and these were children. She's what? just a trainer. He's he's the biggest, one of the biggest athletes in the world. Unfortunately, that position of power does scare some people. And that's the question that gets brought up all the time. And that was something back in like the early 70s, uh, early 80s, and then between that timeline where people are like, why aren't these people just coming straight forward? And we learned that it was because people are afraid of what consequences surface if they're not found and I think they're probably worried too that they can find a way for that person to be able to, be to pay somebody off or to make sure that they don't get accused of it for good they paying off a job whatever I'm not again I'm, we're going deep down in this this rabbit hole of like the the mindset and the process of how to handle it we have no idea what's going on and I think it's a good time when you spend 20 minutes on a topic we probably should uh, take the next step here and we're going to keep it football based for a little bit again no idea what's going to happen with Antonio Brown but he should play Sunday and we'll uh We'll go from there. Uh, let's let's talk about this OBJ Greg Williams thing. I want to get into uh, Fred McLeod towards the end of the, the show because he deserves his full segment. Uh, let's uh, dive into th- this, man. Uh, so I'm going to play a couple clips for you guys uh, here. Uh, Odell Beckham comes out, says Greg Williams has targeted him uh, in the past. Greg Williams comes out, basically makes fun of Odell Beckham, and then says, "I've never done it before." Wink, wink, Bounty Gate. But and I'm a yeah, Saints right. fan. You did it. Yeah, so you <laughs> have you have literally done it before, but. Take a listen to what these two guys had to say, and we'll talk about it. Uh, here we go. I mean, you just said even though it's a preseason, that says enough about it. It's preseason. It's like a, a, a known rule. Like in preseason, like nobody in the NFL is really out to do stuff like that. Um, I mean, you know, I had players on this team telling me that that's what he was telling them to do. Um, take me out of the game, and it's preseason. So you just, you just know who he is. Odell who? That was a joke. <laughs> that was Jerry. Uh, you know, that's just, you know, those are the things. I think there's been several players. I just found out about it, but we've got several players that have already come out and, you know, that have mentioned things about that. We don't do that. I've never done that anywhere I've been. Uh, we don't do anything to hurt the team. It's, it's the number one primary thing. If you're committing penalties, you're doing those type of stuff. We just don't do it. And, you know, and you guys are cooperating, giving him attention. Just don't give him attention, you know, and it just is what it is. Is it discouraging on some level, though? He is one of the, Greg, he's one of the most dynamic players in the league for him to even... That's your opinion? Okay, so take with that what you will. Uh, obviously, Greg Williams is full of shit. Uh, like, I don't know, like, what... Dude, and he, he's trying to come off as this, this likable dude that got screwed over, and Freddie's the head coach in Cleveland now. And again, we don't know how that's going to work out either. They play tomorrow night. I'll get into that, but the one thing bothering me as well, more about the Browns later on. But, I mean... Dude, you've done it before. Like, <laughs> like recently. Lie, yeah. Like recently. Like <clears throat> like literally 10 years ago to this season when you were the defensive coordinator for the Saints, when you were knocking Brett Favre out of football games. You know, like, come on, dude. Like, you... You, you had the reputation. You're an older coach, too, so you're not going to change your ways because you got suspended or fined. It's, it's going to be in your DNA to get in your players' faces and, and to try and motivate them in your own personal way. You should never try to go out and tell someone to go out there and injure somebody. And that's for any kids or anyone that's uh, in high school or whatever that listens to the show. Don't do that shit. 
Okay? Like, there's no reason for you to be going out there trying to hurt the other team. You want to beat them, yeah, but it shouldn't be as a result of taking someone out of a game like that. You want to take someone out of the game, strategize around taking them out, double teams, whatever. You don't do something like that. And I watched the hit where Odell got hurt in 2017. And the defender went low as shit. There's going low, you know, for your like your, your thighs and your hamstrings and stuff and, and going there and even a little bit above the knees. You don't want to go at the knees, obviously. And then when Odell is going up for a catch and he's on his way down, you go right for his foot as he plants. And he got fucked up that. I think that's what caused him to start missing some games. He said it changed his life. Like, and I get he's going to be overdramatic. Get I, smoked I get that. once and it changes your well, life. Well, no, dude, it wasn't, even, it wasn't even a big hit. It was his, it was his ankle. He, he literally anytime came I, down. Anytime I played offensive line, anytime that I played defense, and I hate this about the Greg Williams situation, I never cared. Every single time that I've ever played football, our goal wasn't to hurt people. You want to be aggressive. But subconsciously, you were trying to hurt that person no matter what. Just because Greg Williams says it out loud doesn't mean anything. Again, paying them to do it, completely different. I said Bounty Gate, wrong. Giving them an incentive to kill someone? I mean, come on, man. Not really kill them, but you know what I mean. Well, they'll take their head off. Yeah, I mean, that's what he was doing. Listen, every single time Ronnie Lott hit someone, every single time that Lawrence Taylor hit someone... Their goal was to fuck them up. And unfortunately for Lawrence Taylor, he ended careers with Theismann. I mean, he literally ended that man's career. And that's part of the game. Unfortunately, you know how many people have blindsided? So many. There's a difference, though. That's the thing. I know that sounds terrible. I get it. I get it. And it's one thing to have that mindset as a player, to be that so aggressive into something. That's fine. Okay? Your, Your job is to stop that player at any means necessary. I get that. But you can't have a coach telling you purposely, hey, Go out there, get him out of the game. I agree with that. And that's, that's what thing. he's doing. He's, but he says that you have to remember every coach has ever every coach that I've ever had has told me to do that, whether they're naming a player or I mean, I've actually had coaches tell me that, hey, take specific person out. We need them gone. <laughs> We're not gonna win. Like quarterbacks, for instance, I used to play defensive end. Uh, I played D tackle, and your coaches are like, hit that motherfucker as hard as you can. Please, <laughs> like, which is fine. If you if they're telling you to go out there and hit somebody hard, that's fine. Do not when take somebody tells you to cheap hit, shots like that. Go low. I know that's different. Well, you're supposed Watch, to go every single tackle. We're told to go but, low. But you know? but going directly at the ankles when he's on the way down from a catch and you can see where he gets hit right here. Yeah, it's, I agree, dude. That's Here's fucking scary. Like and, that's and I bad. Agree. But I don't think he's like target his ankles. We need him to break one. That's not how this works. I've had coaches cheer. Okay, we tabletop someone. I don't know if you've ever seen anybody get. You've seen it, and of course, Dude, NFL. This past gets, week, we were doing Lake and uh, fucking um, Copley, and uh, Lake's quarterback rolled out to the right. Kid from behind's chasing him. Gets gets him around like his like his thighs. Kid comes up top. Boom. Yeah, dude. Sandwiched. It looked like he fucking broke in half like a cracker. That's yeah. how I was like, oh, like, did you hear it? I was like. I lost my fucking mind. Lost my we hat. Get, we get we get told we when a coach <laughs> a coach doesn't say tabletop someone. But you know what they won't do is be like, don't do that. That's gonna hurt somebody. They're gonna cheer, and that's the thing. My coach will be like, fuck yeah, good hit. You know what I mean? That's the difference maker right now is just because Greg Williams is saying it out loud. Fuck him up. This is gonna be beneficial for the team versus saying, all right, so I'm gonna tell you to hit them as hard as you can, and they're kind of a big piece of the team. Do what you need to do. I'm going to tell you Those right are now. two different things. He's not saying go out there and fuck them up. He's saying go out there and injure them. Injure them. Not hurt them. Not make them feel you. Not hit the fuck out of them. 
He's saying, well, probably there's some swear words involved in there too with Greg Williams because it's Greg Williams, but he's saying injure them and their career on purpose. Not because you want to just go out there and hit them as hard as you can and make a play. That's that's wrong. It's wrong. I don't care on any level. I've played for teams too. Never had a coach tell me to do that shit. Hit hard? Fuck yeah. Drive them back? Yeah. Make them feel you? Of course. Don't target people like that. And again, it's the message I want to get out to anyone who listens to this that plays sports. From, you know, little leagues all the way up to wherever you're at. You can't do shit like that. It's going to ruin the integrity of this game. Any game you play. Football, basketball, baseball, whatever. Every sport has that situation where you can do something like that. I played tennis for, you know, over a decade now, competitively, per se. The one thing you don't do, it's why Rafael Nadal hates Nick Kyrgios, is when you're at the net and the ball is lobbed up and you got a player right in front of you, you don't hit fucking right at him. You don't hit him in the chest or anything like that or aim for his head or something like that. You hit the ball straight down and you win the point. Kyrgios is a dick. He'll hit it right at you. That it's, it's one of those etiquette things you just don't fucking do. You don't try and take out your opponent like that. Albeit on purpose. There's accidents that happen in these sports because you're going 100 miles an hour. I get that. But if a coach tells you to do something like that, and, and again, I'm not in any spot to tell them how to do their job, but tell them the fuck off. All right? I'm going to be a coach for seventh grade basketball here coming up this year. People might tell one of my one of my seventh graders to go out there and fucking set a screen on some dude and just throw your fucking elbow in his, in his neck and try and take him out. No. Again, we won't tell them to do that at that level, but there's been, I'm not, I don't there's care. been instance. I don't care if I'm rolling out there with LeBron. I'm looking at the Eastern Conference All-Stars. We're not fucking doing anything like that. We're going to play the fucking game the way it's supposed to be played. Physically, we're going to play hard. We're going to be smart. And we're going to keep ourselves together because you do shit like that, things get out of fucking hand. And everyone's going to pay for it. God forbid one of my players does something like that. Everyone's going to be fucking punished. Everybody. You can't do shit like that. And as a coach, you can't encourage shit like that. I can, I can agree to an extent. I can. I, again, I get the whole go out there and hit somebody hard. That's fine. You can't say, hey, Andrew, get your ass out there, injure that dude right now, on purpose, do it now. You want to motivate somebody, it's fine, and I get that, but that's not the way to do it. You can't say, go out there and take somebody out. And we're talking about this dude, take them out for their careers. It's not the way you do this. It's a competition. It's not a surgery table, it's a fucking competition, right? And I get accidents happen, and like I said before, but you just you gotta keep it together. The best you can. Please. Because <laughs> I wanna see good I wanna see good sports. I wanna see good matchups. I don't want to see people fucking going out there and trying to hurt each other constantly on purpose. On purpose. That's the biggest thing for me, is on purpose. Injuries happen. If you're gonna go hard like that, it's gonna happen. I understand. But if you're targeting someone on purpose like that, oh, hit him in his ankle because he's got a bum ankle. Oh, hit him in his head because he'll get concussed and he'll be out for three weeks. He has four concussions in the past year, so one more time in the head, he might be done. We don't get worried about him for two seasons. No. That's fucked up. How about you try and coach your team a little better? Get him in the right spots instead of trying to get him to hurt people. My thought process. I don't know. All right. Let's move on. To another issue that kind of uh, 
makes me a little itchy, per se. Players requesting trades. We knew because, this was coming. Because, I mean, our, because be- our team sucks. Now, now... Okay. I did this in fifth grade. <laughs> there, there is a difference. Y'all suck. Between someone who's been in the league for eight years saying, hey, you know what? I've put my time in with this team, man. You guys aren't committed to winning. I want out. And a guy who's in his second fucking season <laughs> who has no idea what the future holds for a team who's on his rookie contract, barely into it. He's, he's almost like a virgin. Saying I want out. And I love Minka Fitzpatrick in Miami. For the Dolphins, again, he's a he's a corner safety, whatever you want to call it. I don't know, he probably floats a little bit. He requested a trade after Miami lost to Lamar Jackson and company in Baltimore. If you if you, if you haven't seen, it was fifty nine to ten. It's gonna be a rough year for Miami. They're, they traded away their pieces, they're full armed rebuilding, they're gonna get probably the top pick in the draft this year. They are in that mode. And you... <laughs> Bro, dude, you got to play a little bit first, man. Like you got to be in the league a little bit. I get veterans doing it. You know? Yeah. Like, if Kiko Alonso came out, we don't know if he did or not when, when he got traded, but if he said, you know, guys, I've been in the league for, you know, five, six, seven years now. I kind of want to win. Is there any way we could work something out? But that's one thing. Dude, you're like in your second season, bro. Like you, you gotta play, play at least three or four years. Try and get out of that rookie contract and get extended first before you start asking for shit like this. Because you're still young. What happens if they fucking take uh, Tua next year and they win seven games? Happened with fucking Baker Mayfield. Kyler Murray looked good. He tied in his first fucking game. I thought they were gonna lose that game by a lot. They fucking came back and almost won it. Look at Lamar Jackson. He's in his second fucking season. He, people are picking Baltimore to win the fucking AFC North now. What the fuck, man? <laughs> How about some patience for a team that took a chance on you when you were supposed to go higher and they said, well, fuck it, we're going to take him because we believe in this dude. There's, and I, I get the whole loyalty argument with teams trading players and yeah, okay. We're losing that sense of of some sort of ownership and some sort of wanted to give back to a team or to a city or to fan bases or whatever for, for taking a chance on you. At the end of the day, no matter what they do with your contract, no matter if they trade you, whatever cuts you, whatever the case may be, they drafted you. At one point in that organization, they said, we want you to be a, a major part of us. We took you in the first round. That's a high pick, man. First round picks are supposed to do good. There's a lot of expectations on you to be one of the leaders of this team, not for now the next year, for the next five to ten years. And you want out already. All fucking ready. Just got a new coach in there who's who's highly praised in Flores, who was in New England system, so you know he's gonna be a good coach. It's one of the best coaching staffs we've probably ever seen in sports. Come on, dude. <laughs> like, I don't know how you feel about this, man, but like it's it's you have to do something in the league for a little bit before you can just start throwing, trying to throw weight around that you don't have, right? Uh, I, there's something going on in Miami that people, yeah, they're gonna lose a lot. Well, a what 50, the fucking hell? I man? don't know. Fifty nine to ten is showing that, especially when like the Xavier Howard, like we just talked about. Um, How do he look, by the way? I didn't really check his target 
target percentage, but it can't well, be. Well, his team gave him 59 points, so my guess is probably ass. Yeah, but you can't. It's one guy. Again, it's like, I don't know. We talked about it. That defense was supposed to be good before the Kiko Alonso situation, and I don't know, man. It's It's hard for me. Second year in the league, you don't have much to say. But apparently he's seeing something in that office that he doesn't like. And again, this is your career. It's kind of up to you to make the decision yourself, unfortunately. Maybe he spoke with his agent and his agent agreed. You, you, can only, you can only blame someone so much for a shit team. It's like Cleveland. I mean, it took us forever nobody, to get good players. Nobody wants to struggle to win anymore. Look about us, too. It's a smaller level, but in the rec league we play in, or the men's Yeah, league. I was tired of losing. We fucking, we, we had a couple straight years. We just didn't win. And then we ended up winning two championships back-to-back. You have to go through this kind of shit to get where you want to go. It's not all going to be handed to you. You're not going to walk into the NFL and suddenly it's going to be like Alabama all fucking over again. You're going to be in the championship every year. It doesn't work like that. Unless you're New England. But still, it doesn't work like that. All right? It's a mindset that, man, I really hope I don't start seeing with some of these younger dudes. Oh, we're not winning, so can I get traded to a team that's that's, that's going to win? Come on, man. You got drafted there. You're on the second year of your rookie contract. Man up. Finish that out. Then say, I'm getting, look at what Melvin Gordon's doing. There's reports now that he's going to report by midseason because it's not a Le'Veon Bell thing. He wants to play with the Chargers, but he wants to get paid too. I understand that. He deserves to get paid. He does. And I'm being selfish to an extent too because if I do get Melvin Gordon back in midseason, I'm going to have Joe Mixon, Leonard Fournette, and, and Melvin Gordon. My running back situation will be a lot better than what it is fucking now. But My wide receiver situation's not looking good. Hunter Henry's injured. Mike Williams isn't going to be playing. Sterling Shepard went out, so right now... Did you see Mike Evans on Thursday Night Football? He no. he was pissed. Yeah, but I, I like Mike Evans. I mean, you just talked about him. Well, yeah, but he's yeah. not getting fucking targeted. Godwin's, God, Godwin's getting a lot of those targets, man. <clears throat> we'll see what happens. Well, I, I, I mean, no, I traded him. He's, he's, he's out for me. I'm taking a chance on Joe Mixon in Week 3 and Tyler Lockett as a mixed flex because I have Marquise Brown on my bench. I'm, if he has another good game this week after, after missing some time... Because he's active, he's gonna go. Then I, I have no choice but to think about him and DJ Moore, or maybe even him and Lockett, just deciding who I want to go with. We're gonna see how they do this week. I need a receiver, but, so we might be talking some business. Yeah, give me something for it. I have some. You have running backs right now. So. Uh Fournette's questionable for me. We'll see how he does this week again too. But if if Mixon can get his shit together and have a good season, then I if I get one more good running back and it's not Melvin Gordon, because I don't know at the end of the day what is actually going to happen with him, I would say that. Uh, the running back is still a question, but I never can have too many running backs because you never know. They go down quickly. But just just my thoughts on that. Again, with, with the Minka Fitzpatrick thing, and, and it's dude, I get it if you're a veteran and you've played with that team for a couple of years or whatever, and you've really been set in stone there, and they just don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> like That's fine. But this coach just got here, man. You ran into a fucking buzzsaw. Baltimore came out and punched you in the fucking mouth. It's more about responding, not about asking for a trade. They said like half the fucking team asked for trades. Come on. 
Because we're going to fucking do nothing. Oh, we lost, so we want to leave. Oh, oh. I guarantee you. That's what I'm saying. That there's shows, a bunch of fucking practice squad guys that love to play in general. They'll me, go up just, there. But and they'll do better difference. than you. I feel like that's a lack of leadership. Your team shouldn't be dictating on what happens after a loss. That means there's... There's a coaching issue, there's an ownership issue, and there's a front office issue showing that you guys aren't strong enough to keep a team together. So I don't just blame Minka Fitzpatrick for being like, yeah, this place fucking sucks. I want to leave. We can't win. My coach is a pussy. Front office doesn't give a fuck about anything going on. It's like Jacksonville. Jacksonville's got to be very unattractive regardless of how the Nick Foles situation could have played out right now. He's injured. We'll be back in like a month or whatever. I know, but getting back to what I was saying, they're looking to get traded overseas. That's still on the board for them. No one wants to go to Jacksonville because their owner's a piece of shit. Again, <laughs> no one wants to go to Washington because they're pieces of shit. You know, guys, if you don't want to play in the NFL that bad and you don't want to have that roster spot, you don't want to make your millions of dollars, there is a new league starting in February that will be more than happy to take you on. It's and called you the a lot XFL. Of money. But the thing is, is Minka Fitzpatrick is good enough where someone will be like, yeah, I'll fucking take the chance of taking him. I don't care about his attitude issue towards the Miami because Dolphins. Because he's still young. But you also have to remember that they're playing in a very, very tough division. Probably the toughest division in football. Uh, well, the Patriots One are of. the... That's what I'm saying. They're not the, going to fucking the, win regardless. The Jets are question marks. The Bills are... But that's what I'm getting at. It's just like uh, they're fighting for position between the three of them because they're shitty as it is. But on top of that, you have to play New England no matter what. Twice. Yeah, and you're going to get your ass beat. Most likely. We'll find out today. I don't so know. the AFC, AFC playing in that division is one of the hardest just because you have to sit there and you have to be like, well, it's nice to be in Miami. The fan base is kind of shitty. My no offense to them. I mean, they they haven't been good since the nineties. Um, people don't show up to those games. I mean, they have passionate fans and they have some loyal it's, fans. It's a, it's a basketball town. I don't even think it's basketball. Duh, it, was, they, they, it was basketball when LeBron was there. But like even then, they said. Uh, remember when it was like the Golden State Warriors situation? Again, we beat on this because it's dramatization of the media industry in, in general. It's like what happened with Golden State. They started losing. People started leaving. That happened in Miami all the time. People didn't show up. Actually, Miami had one of the lowest attendance ratings in the league. They're in the bottom half. Not compared, one of the worst. Compared when to, LeBron showed up, yeah. everybody was there. Compared to the Marlins and the Dolphins, it is a basketball town. Yes, 100%. But That's Marlins, what I meant. Marlins I'm, not suck. Saying it's, I'm not saying it's the best basketball town in the world. I'm no. just saying as if far as what sport you're going to pick, yeah, yeah, it's, like, pick it's like Cleveland. Uh, yeah. Cleveland... That's, that's Cleveland's everybody. I don't even know. That's an everybody. I mean, that's well, a hard we'll one. We'll lose our fucking mind if anybody A better wins. one to give would be like Los Angeles. Los Angeles is a baseball city. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Fair. I mean, their football teams get no fucking attendance. Well, because they're still brand new kind of to an extent, per se. But The Rams, you get more out-of-towners than you get regular people. Again, that's because the Rams are only a couple years in. It, and it also has to do with the hustle and bustle of your city. Miami's a busy city. Los Angeles is a busy city. Yeah. So, like, people don't care about sports when they're well, like, I can go fucking it's, do some yeah, like New York, other crazy shit. New York is a fucking basketball <clears throat> city. I mean, it's just kind of how it is. The, the baseball teams, the Mets, eh, but the Yankees have had all the success. But at the end of the day, it is a base, or basketball I don't blame city, Minka but, for wanting a trade, but I do blame him for not sticking around. It shows that he has lack of leadership capabilities. Especially because, dude, you're a first-round pick. You're in your second year in the NFL. And you're having a decent career. You, Take you this got, team. Minka, Take this team. It's yours now. Maybe he needs to hear this, and maybe one day he'll hear it. Minka, you got blitzed up yourself, dude. Those touchdowns didn't come on the ground. They came in the air. And you got fucking torched. Torched. You and you are responsible you as and much Xavier as your University team. Howard both got torched. 
And unfortunately, that what might be your defensive bum. coordinator. That might be it. Might be the head coach not giving you guys what might you be, needed. Might and be an guys, overpaid cornerback. Who knows? It might be. <laughs> but the situation isn't because it isn't just because the head, like I said, head coach is probably not doing what he needs to do because his team's willing to give up on him. Front office is definitely not doing what they need to do because that shouldn't happen in general. Again, um, stern sternness and structure starts from the top down. That's how that works. Uh, it's like being in a business in a restaurant. I can't be expected as a head coach or general manager to do my job if I can't get the support and structure from above. That's the same thing. And then they expect me to give the structure and support to the people below me. Well, they got. I can't do that without the tools. Listen, they got. They got to figure some shit out. And, and people it, will leave because of that. That's well, no matter it's, what. It's, it's going to be this. Ba- that's basic business structure. This is the new model now for Miami. It's going to be drafting. Okay, you're gonna have draw for free agents because it is Miami. After all, it's it's the city life. It's not the sports team. Yeah, it's, people want to go are. there, but it's not. But, like, it's not like people who want to well, compete for championships okay, or so, the best players in the league. That's why Kiko Alonso yeah. left was because he's like, I want to fucking win. Right, right. But now this is he's where he's one of the best players in the league, and he's like, I'm gone, dude. This, this is not happening. This is gonna stretch out into this 2020 draft, and and they are gonna need to hit on this quarterback they take. They're gonna take a quarterback. It's gonna be Herbert, or it's gonna be Tua, or it's gonna be fucking. Who else? I don't know who else is coming out of this draft class. And this draft class is it's okay. kind of they have a couple big guys and that's it. I mean, as far as quarterback goes, obviously twenty twenty one is the Fields and Lawrence Lorky draft. will be out there, but I think he's probably going to go like second, third, fourth round. Who? Lorky, kid from Michigan State. Yeah, fuck him. Uh, yeah, it's not going to matter. Michigan State quarterback. <laughs> yeah. You just name a quarterback, sir. So. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, just we'll we'll see. How, again, they could they could be okay. I don't know, probably not. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, we'll we'll it's gonna this is going to be the worst team in football probably this year. Let's let's say how it is, okay, and then they'll just have to deal with it. I mean, it, there's going to be every year. There's always a there's a bad team that goes three and thirteen, four and twelve, maybe two and fourteen. Who knows? It's probably going to be you. Now, if you go zero and sixteen, well, we've been there. But you know, <laughs> like, just, hey, deal with it, okay? You're a rookie. You're basically still a rookie, okay? Just come on. Um, let's uh, let's move into this now. Um. I kind of put it on the list, and I saw it in passing. And I know Andrew's got a, a hot take on this because we're gonna we're gonna keep it football, and then we're gonna kind of move. Oh, into, if you're about to talk about the Tebow shit yes. right now, uh, Tim Tebow came on, and uh, I had a very if I was facing him straight on, I had a really good argument. Are you gonna play the clip for the people? Yeah, we're gonna play the clip of Tebow okay. responding. Uh, I think he was with Stephen A. Smith or whatever, and they were talking about paying college athletes. I I, I, I kind of missed the act or what it would be now, as far as I think it's in seeking endorsements or something like that for athletes. But here's what Tim Tebow had to say about athletes California getting paid. Can, yes. Yeah, so California's approved it now. So here is uh, what uh, uh, what do you call him? Football Jesus? I don't know what he is. Uh, he, He's not playing baseball anymore, playing, so it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, that's so. sad. He was actually had some talent. But uh, hey, here we go. Dingers, dude. Yeah, t- Tim Tebow talking about paying college athletes. Here we go. Knowledge about this because when I was at the when I was at the University of Florida, I think my jersey was one of the top selling jerseys around the world. Uh, it was like Kobe, LeBron, and then I was right behind them, and I didn't make a dollar from it. But nor did I want to because I knew going into college what 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 it um, what it was all about. I knew going to Florida, my dream school, where I wanted to go, the passion for it, and if I could support my team, support my college, support my university, that's what it's all about. But now we're changing it from us, from we, from my university from being an alumni where I care which makes college football and college sports special to then okay it's not about us it's not about we it's just about me and yes I know we live in a selfish culture where it's all about us but we're just adding and piling it onto that Mm. where it changes what's special about college football we turn it into the NFL where who has the most money that's where you go 
That's why people are more passionate about college sports than they are about NFL. That's why the, 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 um, the stadiums are bigger in college than they are in the NFL. Because it's about your team. It's about your university. It's about where my family wanted to go. It's about where my grandfather had a dream of seeing Florida win an SEC championship. And you're taking that away so that young kids can earn a dollar. And that's just not where I feel like college football needs to go. That's fair, There's man. that opportunity in the NFL, that's but fair. not in college football. Okay, so... Andrew, I know you've seen the clip. I think you shared it. Yeah, I was going to uh, share it. Before I give my response to this, uh, why don't you make this argument that you were uh, you're hyping up here? As far okay, as what so he happened. made it. He made an argument that he said, and no, it's it's actually like spot on. He said he made an argument. He said the reason that college football has bigger stadiums than the NFL is because they have a more passionate fan base. That's not correct. The reason that they have bigger stadiums. It's because they don't pay the players so they can afford to make a bigger stadium. Think but they, about do, where but they do fill them, though. Hear me out. They do fill them. I know they do. And NFL stadiums usually do if they have decent teams. Well, if they yeah. have decent teams. Again, not every college stadium gets filled out. Uh, ask some of the teams that don't have football teams anymore because of that situation, um, such as uh, Dartmouth at the time. They didn't fill out their stadium. Um, Western Kentucky University doesn't fill their stadium on a, on a day-in-day basis. And I'm a fan of them, and it's just unfortunate. The thing is this, is that that money is being used to make everything else look better. It's not because you have a more passionate fan base and they spend more money. It's because the money that is being spent isn't going to your players, so it's going to everything else. That's why if you go to a college, and this is, I don't know, you haven't, I don't know how many, have you been in NFL locker rooms yet? Uh, I So I was at the Brown, Orange and Brown scrimmage on at First Energy. Though. Fair enough. That's I mean, they, yeah. they, it's a nice facility, right, on the inside? It's not great. Well, I've been in Berea, too. Berea's nice. It's really nice, yeah. right? Yeah. Um. Have you ever been inside a college one? Toledo's was nice, too. <laughs> it was pretty nice, I'm not going to lie. And that's Toledo. When I went and visited Cincinnati, the shit was nuts. When I visited Iowa, shit was nuts. And I've been inside for the orange and brown scrimmage. They let you do the tour of the inside of there. Mm-hmm. It's nice, but it's not college nice. And some of them are, depending on if you're a winning facility. Again, Cleveland's not, so where's that money going? People aren't going to... You know what I mean? Come well, it's still the New England is probably yeah. beautiful. You know what I'm saying? And again, is it bigger? Yes, it's because it's college versus NFL. The thing is this. Money going to athletes, I've made this clear to you, should be an allowance versus paying them. I don't care who you are or how good you are. It's just an epitome, correct? So we talked about this in the one episode. I think it was episode one or two. Um where me and you had the conversation, it's if we start doing that, we'd have to set a limit for each team. And unfortunately, every team is going to have to have a different pay rate because it would be unfair. Alabama versus fucking Georgia Southern or Georgia State are two different colleges, way different universities. They bring in different capital is basically the point too, yeah. The so. best players are going to Alabama. Mm, some people are going to Georgia State. The thing is this, is that they need more money. Alabama would need significantly more money than Georgia State. So we sit here and we'll pretend that everything is hunky-dory and that we live in a perfect world just like communism would work, that we can split everything equally and that it'll work out. It's not going to work that way, unfortunately. Players are going to find a way to get money. Players are going to find a way to sell what they have, and it's, it's just the way that it is. The point that Tim Tebow brought up that he remembers that he was the third best-selling jersey of all time means that he holds some kind of hindrance, regardless of what he's saying, that he wanted to get paid for that. 
He's like, well, that's fucked up. My number's on that jersey. He just prayed to God and was like, you know what? Maybe it's for the best that I don't get paid for this yet. Well, imagine where his life would be if he would have got paid for those jerseys right now. There's there's one thing I'll say about Tebow. And, uh, again, he, he, I think he had a lot of good points, as you mentioned, too. But I don't think he's very uh, money-centric or selfish when it comes to that. I think that Not at all. When he, when he said third highest-selling jersey in the world. He knew, though. The point well, he, that he, well, he knows he knows he, he knows he's gonna get paid Kyle. for it, but I think his allegiance to that university, <clears throat> his drive to try and make college football as big as it possibly could, and to make Florida the team to watch, is something that is lost among a lot of athletes that are trying to just get paid to do this. There, there is something to be said for someone that goes to a school to play a sport that really wants to be at that school, that wants to represent those colors, that wants to get as much reaction out of the fans, out of his teammates, out of you know the world in general, out of that school and for that program. There's something to be said about someone that can do something like that. And when someone who may be possibly, again, one of the most popular college athletes of all time, I don't think that's too much of a stretch for Tebow at Florida because at, at one point he was probably the most popular collegiate athlete of all time like to say something like this it hits home on a lot of points I've made you know it's not about you don't go to school to make money you go to school so you can make money on the next level yes right but this is all extra man even if your career, if you're if you're banking on yourself being an NFL player or an NBA player or an MLB player, whatever. But not NHL, all of them are going to make it to no, that level. No, 1% does. Yeah. Less than 1%, 0.1%. So it's few and far between that are going to bank on that, for sure. It's not about making money in this spot. Do I think there should be some sort of compensation program for athletes so they can afford to live? Yes. Do I think they should get endorsement contracts? And that's going to lead to jealousy. It's going to lead to rifts in locker rooms. Oh, I've got this sponsor. Well, I've got this sponsor, and he's national. And it's, dude, it's going to be a fucking hindrance. It's going to separate teams. The fucking product on the field, the product on the court. It's it's going to hurt it. It's going to hurt it because you're going to have more infighting. It's going to teams are going to get less. It's going to be less about a team sport and more about a me sport. And that's what shouldn't happen. Okay, this isn't golf. This isn't tennis on the professional level where you're just playing for yourself pretty much. Even tennis and golf and stuff like that in college is team-based. You have your individual scores, but you win and lose matches as a team. It's about being there for the university. It's about getting them more exposure. It's not about drawing all this money. Am I saying that they should be capitalizing on all this and not giving anything back to the players at all? No. Of course, there should be some sort of program in place that's able to help these guys live a life, too. I get that. But the outside sponsorships and, and, the, and all that, it's, it's, that's fucking crazy. All right? That's where we should draw the fucking line here. It really is. There's a better way to go about this. And you can still have those great facilities and stuff and help out your players too make enough money especially the big schools we all know that if you're a power five school 
Hell, even a lot of the Mac schools now, these these smaller conferences, they make a buttload of money because they play some of these bigger schools. And they get paid for it. There's a way to do this. Again, I'm not going to sit there and try and do it because I'm not on a fucking committee somewhere. It's not my job to do so. But there's a way to do it where you're not going to bring in this division because I'm telling you, man, if I got a kid on my team that's sponsored by fucking Nike or doing ads for Nike and this other kid's fucking doing ads for like fucking Anta or something like that, or he's got some sort of like local car dealership sponsorship where he's doing local TV commercials, that's going to end up being a fucking problem. Because Mr. Nike Pants over here is going to get big britches and start talking shit to everybody. I, I, that's what I feel like is going to happen. Don't be surprised if teams from California start losing. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. The, the USC, they're already fucking losing. Yeah, USC, yeah. UCLA, I mean, they're already yeah. fucking... They've been successful as team besides Stanford in the last couple of years. And even Stanford just got fucking rocked. <coughs> yeah. California doesn't have really good teams in the first place. Stanford got rocked by fucking UCF. But remember, if they can, if those players can receive endorsements, more players will go out there and, and play. So you're going to get more players, but there's going to be more division because everyone's going to have their own sponsor and who's got the bigger one, who's got the biggest one. Let's fight to see who can get the big. Like a lot of those schools are Nike, honestly. So that's going to be the even crazier part. I think there's one Jordan, a bunch of Nike, it's it's, it's a couple dude, Under Armour. I'm telling you, man, it's it's gonna it's gonna. And I'm not counting the small one like San Jose and shit like that. Fuck them, I don't it's, really it's, care. It's gonna, it's gonna, they suck as it is. They're one of the worst college football teams in the history. Honestly, they're terrible. It's, it's going to fuck some shit up, man. It is. It's going to. I mean, the problem is, is it's going to cause other states to do so. So we're going to see how this is going to fucking go. I mean, honestly, endorsements is fine with me. It's paying the players that really fuck me up. Well, we're going to go from one currency to another. I, I saw this story pop up, and I thought you might like this. So, uh, can we talk about this this two K League player getting banned for gambling? <laughs> P Rose in it, man. <laughs> I don't really want to dive too much into this because yeah, the league's still new and they're yeah. setting their own rules. But, yeah. <laughs> dude, like, if you can learn from anybody. I posted it in our group chat, uh, group chat when he said, it never uh, never bet against your own team, Pete Rose. <laughs> like, hey, like, you're dumb, dude. Like, what are you doing? Like, that's stupid. You can't gamble You can't gamble in a league that you're in. You should know this. Pete Rose set that precedent for now, you. Apparently, it did not affect they, they did the investigation. It did not affect any of his games he played in. It doesn't fucking matter. You but, don't bet against a league that you're in. That's stupid, dude. Like, you should know better. Like, that's one of the dumbest <laughs> things you can do. Like, honestly, Pete oh Rose is one of the greatest baseball players, if not top five greatest baseball players of all time. Probably uh, top 10 to be fair. Well, he's got but, the all-time leading hits. And right. now he's going to hit 4,200 hits again. But Man. And he's not in the Hall of Fame because he bet in games in a league he was in. Like, you should have taken – maybe he doesn't know baseball. Oh, I don't know. God. Maybe he doesn't even know who Pete Rose is. <laughs> but, I mean, that's one of the dumbest – honestly, it's one of the dumbest hilarious. things you could do. It's just like, as any sports fan, you're like, oh, yeah, you don't do that. <laughs> like Everyone saw that they're like, yeah, are you fucking surprised? Oh, like, my no. God. All right. That was something I wanted to talk about quickly just because it was, it was hilarious. Tom I mean, Brady hasn't thrown to anybody besides Antonio Brown so far. Oh, in the game? Yep. Oh, I, also, I started Vikings. I started I started Colts defense over Vikings defense, and uh, that was a good move because Green Bay's already scored. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you picked Green Bay's defense. I didn't pick. I had Vikings defense. Oh, so, uh, yeah. I, I'm not even paying attention to this. I'm playing Team Tuna today. Uh, Ryan Parente. And I'm beating him as of current. Yeah. I had two guys play on Thursday, so I kind of I got the edge early on. DJ Moore working out pretty well. Also, apologies if you guys are in our league and you listen. Uh, we had some scoring issues. Uh, after week one, the point totals were kind of skewed because we didn't have a PPR league. So as it turns out, the league set back to normal. We were not getting full credit for touchdowns, for catches. Derrick Henry has a negative, negative a point, three points. 
Yeah, it's, we'll, it's, we'll see what happens. I think he's going to beat me this week. I'm pretty positive of it. Well, he was projected <clears> to, yeah, but I, I don't really believe in projections at this point. They still have me finishing last in the league, and right now I'm yeah, the he fourth was best team. What's his face was projected to yeah. beat me before I went the fuck off fucking, for 190 points. It's weird. Antonio Brown, three catches, 36 yards. Well, okay, so that's going to be interesting to watch. Right, and I knew uh, he was going to play. Um, but still, again, I apologize to the guys in the league. They only affected one score, and of course it was mine. So after it happened, I was like, God damn it. But me and I. Uh, uh, Jason went back and forth. Uh, we were pretty close that week. I lost by like 1.9 points before the actual point total got fixed. We fixed the point total. I won by four, so it was still it was pretty close. And uh, again, I apologize to uh, Jason Lawrence, who is who's been uh, very very proactive in our group chat. He's probably well, the most proactive. Well, he's also group. been very very uh, courteous and hasn't really thrown me under the bus yet. So I appreciate that. But uh, okay, let's uh, let's move away from football, Andrew. I want to talk MLB before we get into quick hits, and then of course we're gonna dedicate a little bit of a segment to Fred McLeod, who uh, passed away this Ultimately past week. Ultimately, deserves it. He does. So one of the best videos of all time that I've ever seen. Not to get off topic, was still him after they won the championship and how oh, he lost emotional he was. He's from Strongsville. He's from from the area. Listen, and my dad was the same. I called my dad. My dad was probably crying, border, like, borderline tears. My grandfather is still alive. Would have lost him, man. He's seen championships in Cleveland. That's the thing. He was so. He was my great grandfather, and he was born in '27. So I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's seen different championships. You know what I mean? But it's one of those moments. Fred McLeod is definitely well, going to be a segment. Let's let's talk about it now. Fuck it, because we're ready here. Uh, I had the opportunity when I worked with the Cavs a little bit after the championship season. Um, I think it was sixteen seventeen to uh, to go in and get some audio for AP Met, uh, Metro Network and 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 get sound in the player locker rooms. Met a lot of players. Did it, it was it was an awesome experience. Uh, one of the things I noticed when I would go into the coach interview room for Tyron Lue after games, Fred would always come in, usually about maybe a minute or two before coach got there because he was wrapping up TV and all that stuff. Um, Just as soon as he walks in, everyone's mood was lifted. Like it was honestly one of the more Impressive things I've seen. Everyone kind of got a smile on their face. Everyone will say, okay, we can kind of start, kind of. We can kind of... He had that kind of personality. I only met him a few times, said hi, you know, asked him a few questions about TV and stuff, too, because at one point I do want to try and get into that. But, I mean, he was one of the best. I think Cleveland, in this area, we're spoiled with a lot of our broadcasters. Baseball, we have Tom Hamilton. You know, football, I know some people don't like him, but I think Jim Donovan's pretty good. You know, obviously... uh in, in basketball, I mean, I, I'm a big John Michael guy. I love John. He's been great to me too. Been a good mentor to this point, and I really appreciate everything he's he's given my way. But I mean, I mean my my goodness, man, way too soon for a guy that truly was one of the best. One of ever the three headed dragons of Mr. Cleveland's. I mean, honestly, yeah. If I, not, that's that, fair. because they won a championship. One of the heads, especially with the career of LeBron James, you got to enjoy to watch. So. And he was in. He was in your TV set. He was there every uh, every week, man. Every every game since 2006. He did. He called the Bad Boy Pistons in Detroit. He was there for 20 something years. I mean, he he's done Indians work. He did uh, Cavs work back in the late 70s, early 80s too. I mean, he's he's been all over. Uh, he was doing preseason games this year for the Lions again. Like he 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 was so talented, man, and just an unbelievable worker. Yeah. It sucks. It really does. I do not want to be the man that has to follow what Fred McLeod did uh, for Fox Sports, for the Cavs, for 
an entire career's worth of definitely of, gonna be hard to do. Yeah, listen, best of luck to you, buddy. I don't know who you're gonna be or her. I have no idea, but man, it was uh, it was hard, and uh, it was part of my job yesterday. I had to record the funeral um, here because we had to get sound, and um, yeah, man, it was tough. You know, it's somebody we grew up watching. In 2006 is when we started really being cognitive, I would say. We're, what, we're, you know, 12, yeah, you know, 11, 12 years old. Yeah, I'd probably say when I started I mean, watching sports where I started noticing things, first, second grade, I'd probably say. So 2001, 2002, right as LeBron James got drafted. Yeah, so you're, so. Like, you're getting recorded anyway. Then obviously Fred comes back in 2006, and he's been up sure. Not only in, in just uh, our lives as far as sports, but I mean in the Cleveland community too. Remember, he's born in Strongsville. He's a diehard Cleveland fan in, in every aspect. I know uh, our sports director at WTAM, Mike Snyder, who's came on our show before, he uh, talked about every time he'd run in to uh, to Fred because he, he does Cavs games all the time. He's, Mike does the the uh, halftime and post-game shows for WTAM for the Cavs down at the Q or now the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Like it was... Just always asking about other Cleveland sports. How are the Browns looking? How are the Indians doing? Fred was really selfless, man. He he was someone that I really uh the few words I got in with him and the, and the words of wisdom I did get, I appreciated, and I'm sure everyone else appreciates everything he did. So definitely wanted to take a few minutes in this episode and uh and give our regards to Beth, his entire family. Uh it's it's a hard time. Sixty seven is too young. People people would die to be in the shape Fred was in. <laughs> this dude was looked great. Sixty seven going on thirty five. He looked great. Seriously. And it's uh it's a damn shame. It really is. But uh in his spirit too, uh we're gonna we're gonna move on because he'd want us to talk about sports. He loved sports, he loved Cleveland sports, and I wanna get into this uh the standings update. Per se, as we are like what about two uh, two weeks away from the MLB season being over, the playoffs starting. Jesus Christ, let's not talk about the Indians. <laughs> what the they're fuck? Fucked right now. They're, in a, they're, they're not even just that; they're in a bad spot <clears throat> because right now the two teams that are fighting for the wild card spot, but besides them, it's like me with the Red Sox. I, my playoff hopes are oh, kind of over. You're, you're done. You're yeah. back. It's it's. I think it's. If it's not a foregone conclusion, it pretty much. I think the Indians are almost a foregone clu- conclusion. Well, you're they're two and a half back. Of Oakland, they're two back of Tampa Bay in the wild card. And that's just a wild card. Mm-hmm. The division now, it's it's pretty much sewn up. They're five and a half back against the Twins. Even if they win today, which is Sunday, it's not looking very good for them. Uh, they'd be still be four and a half back, obviously five back in the lost column. It's not going to end well uh, for this team. And I thought it was a very interesting stat. This team can win 92 games, 93 games, and miss the fucking playoffs. <laughs> like, what the hell? Uh, man. As one of the shocking things of this season, I'd say it's always shocking to me when the Red Sox don't make a playoffs just because of, especially after last season, of what they did. The Indians possibly on the doorstep of not making the playoffs. And the Yankees setting the record for most guys on the injured list and still having the best record in baseball blows my fucking mind. It's the Yankees, though. <laughs> no, like, hey, listen, I'm not trying to, like, toot my own horn or nothing like that because I'm a Yankees fan and I live and die with what they do. But, like, dude, they fucking lost everybody this year. <laughs> like, every single player on that roster at some point has probably been hurt. And these guys are still sitting right now as we talk in this moment 
as the best team in baseball. We had 98 and 50 fucking two. <laughs> like, holy God. It's, 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 listen, I don't know if it's going to end in a World Series. I don't know if they're going to get out of the fucking divisional round. I have no fucking idea. But I can tell you right now, holy shit. Like that, that's shocker to me. You know what's not surprising to me? Houston winning 97 games. You know what's not surprising to me? The Dodgers winning their division by fucking 25 games. You know what's not surprising? The Mariners. No! <laughs> Guess what? Seattle check, fuckers. Mm-hmm. 61 and 88. What did I say? 20 games under 500 at least. There you go. That's 26 if you're keeping track at home, by the way. 27, technically. Good fucking job. Remember when the Mariners were like 19 and 3 and everyone was losing their goddamn mind? <laughs> Hey, man, listen, I am wrong about 80% of the time. I will take credit where credit is due. I am a fuck-up when it comes to predicting things, especially when it comes to fantasy now all of a sudden. But I will tell you this. One, I'm one and fucking all this year. More wins than I had last year's regular season. Two, I was right about Seattle. Sorry. Hate to, to break your hearts out there in the Pacific Northwest, but it's over. It is over. I bet you weren't expecting that much knowledge on our next uh, episode here coming up. Look at that, man. I finished. Oh, your, your golf stuff? Oh, my God, yeah. I told you. I love So a little, little teaser this coming up week. We didn't do a ranking episode last week. We, we took a breather <laughs> in our own right a little bit. Uh, we are going to do our top 10 golfers of all time. So it's not modern era. It's not. Fucking dead. I don't, don't want <laughs> to hear any I'll shit. I'll don't say listen, it out loud, I don't want to hear any shit about, oh, we didn't go back far enough. Listen, listen, dude. All right. We went back into the fucking early 1900s. I even went to the fucking 1800s. I have a player, have a player on here who won a championship in 1914. So What the fuck? <laughs> what now? Too late? No. We're going to do that this week. You guys are going to hear that this coming Thursday. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait for you guys to... You're our top 10 golfers of all time. It's going to be all. I, I think I'm going to surprise Andrew with some picks, too, of who I have uh, in I my top 10. So. I, I think know. I will. Uh, so uh, let's move on. Episode moving swimmingly now. Episode 30 here of the AK Swish Podcast. Of course, a reminder, you can follow us on Facebook at AK Swish Podcast. Type that in the search bar. And, of course, on Twitter at AK Swish Pod. And you can check our library as well on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, Anchor as well. Uh, to find our library of all of our episodes, all our mini-sodes as well, a bunch of interviews with uh, the likes of superintendents of schools. We have show hosts, we have players, we have celebrities, we have professional wrestlers, we have head coaches, our regional one with head coach uh, Steve Trevisano, the mentor Cardinals. They are uh, moving in the right direction. They're 3-0, and and they have beaten Ignatius and Eds in the same season, back-to-back weeks. So if you're a Northeast Ohio fan of football, that's pretty fucking impressive. So that we have them in there as well. Uh, with Coach Trev, he was awesome to talk to, and it's it's been an awesome ride to this point, and we're going to get into quick hits now. This is what we want to do, um, dive into. Andrew, are we keeping the same formula here with this? Is that what we're going to do? Like, uh, you read it and I respond? Is that kind of how we're going to do it? For quick the hits? quick hits, yeah. Okay, we can, we can kind of move on with that. So uh, grab your sheet, sir. I know you've done plenty of prep for your top 10 golfers, but we're going to talk about that in our next episode. Let's Let's get into these quick hits. All right, so quick hit number one. OBJ wears two thousand. Was actually a three hundred fifty thousand dollar watch during game. I've heard. I've seen one ninety. I've seen three fifty. I've seen two twenty. Yep. I've seen two fifty. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> this guy wants to wear a fucking a watch that is more than I've made in my entire life to this point. That's fine. He I just do, don't know why he did. It just didn't make any sense. It looks sense fucking sweet. It's all right, I guess. It's a dope he said he watch. never takes it off though, and I'm like, 
Is I it waterproof? That, yeah, I doubt that you've never. It's yeah. probably waterproof. It is. Yeah, it's probably yeah. it's diver's yeah. watch. Probably. Well, it's three hundred fifty fucking thousand dollars. I better shoot fucking laser beams on it. Not what even just that. I just I don't see the necessity to wear it, so I don't really care. Hey man, I don't one... think you should have been fined for it. But it, no. I mean, look at fucking Alvin Kamara and his VVS diamond grill that he had. That shit was dope. That was one of the nicest grills I've nice. ever seen. AK Switch podcast on Facebook. Check that shit out. Yeah, that's a that's nice, funny. nice grill. Next, Johnny Manziel has jersey stolen from A and M. And the legacy continues. <laughs> it was probably M so we could sell it to get more money to buy more cocaine. Next! <laughs> Shohei Otani. Injured again. What the fuck, man? Like, Dude, <laughs> I just wanted to be healthy, honestly, because I think that his... The potential there is a legacy that may never be broken with a pitcher besides... Of course, it's unfair. Babe Ruth will never be broken. He is close <laughs> second because we have to remember that Babe Ruth was a pitcher. But he's the Babe Ruth... He, he, of Japanese baseball. <laughs> He's a Japanese Babe Ruth. A Babe Ruth. A Babe Ruth. What the fuck, man? Stay healthy, please. Please, yeah. Messi out of Barcelona. It's about fucking time. I, I'm a huge Barcelona fan. How so is he not left yet? <laughs> Everyone else fucking left. Go somewhere else, please. I don't want him to. Hey, how about some parody? For fuck's sake. Please don't. God damn it. I don't want you to leave. Ronaldo left. I love you. Please don't leave. He left Madrid. Why don't yeah, you move? but fuck him. I don't like Cristiano move, Ronaldo. Get out of Barcelona so Neymar can come back and we can get on with our day. Okay, let's move on. Tory Smith, Sean Livingston, retired. End of an era. Sean Livingston, <laughs> yeah, let me talk about this because we have probably some viewers on here that are everyday sports people versus dive into sports like you and I do. Mm. Sean Livingston deserves more talk about on the end of his career because of the way that he came back from that literally most devastating injury, one of the most devastating injuries in sports history and in basketball, probably. Think about the role this dude played, too, for Golden State. At one point... One of the greatest mid-range jumpers of all oh time. Mid, he's mid, he's him. 6'7 point guard. They called that, him mid-range magic. Fuck. He didn't have the passing skills like that, but honestly... <laughs> Imagine where Sean Livingston's career would have been if he didn't fucking literally blow out every part of his leg. It's 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 nuts, and and to, to do what he did for Golden State, I would argue they probably don't win one of those championships, at least one without him. Yeah, it's like Andre Iguodala. There was, there was those fifteen two together. Fifteen, yeah, he was hitting the mid range shots. No, Cavs had no fucking answer. Delhi couldn't get up and block his shot. Delhi's a good good sized guard at six four, but he still couldn't do it because Livingston got those long ass arms too. He's like a seven foot point guard. Right. So he's just not as talented as someone like Kevin Durant, but that's not his fault. He just last what it quick is. hit. Are you ready for this? I just posted it uh, right before we started our uh, our um, podcast. One today. bell per each quick hit. Ten year old Ash Ketchum today. <laughs> not today. It was actually this week. Won his first Pokey League championship in his twenty year career. Two things I want to talk about is congratulations on the twenty year career, staying ten years old. <laughs> but also on that. The legacy is now complete. You have won. You can go in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Congratulations fuck, to Ash Ketchum on winning the, the Pokey League. 30-year-old Pokemon trainer. He's 10. Don't disrespect that, man. You well, should see the way. Have you seen the way listen, that he looks? Have fuck, you seen him? Fuck, fuck Ketchup bottle, right? I, I, I posted it already, but I don't think you've seen I want I a live reaction it. to what I don't think you've seen what he looks like. Chili cheese Fritos are amazing, by the way. All right. I'm not a big chili fan as it is, so nah. I don't like that flavor. You would not chili this, fan, really? No. You're wearing chili flavored color. This is what Ash Ketchum looks like. Though. Holy God, he's got gray hair. Look at Pokey. Look at look at look at. Look at they Pikachu still make though. episodes of Pokemon. Yeah, Pikachu age. He has a job and shit. Yeah, he works for something. I don't remember. I don't watch it, but I know that he he works for something. But while we're in this imaginary world, uh, <laughs> what the fuck, man? 
That was probably the dumbest thing I've seen today. <laughs> oh, Ash Ketchum's still 10 years old, but he's got a full-time job. That's fucking child labor laws right there. That's some issues. Well, we don't know how old he is. Maybe he just doesn't have a what's it called. Holy shit. All right, so. <laughs> Andrew, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. For one thing bothering me this week. I've been a little on edge. I've had to listen. And I'm lucky because the Browns are playing tomorrow night. Well, technically tonight now if you're listening to this on Monday. To Browns fans, which I shouldn't have to do this every fucking week, but apparently I have to. Can we all just calm the fuck down about one bad game? Please? <laughs> Dude, it was 15-13 at the near end of the third quarter in week one. They made a bunch of bonehead fucking plays. They got penalized the most times in franchise history. And they fucking lost control. This will happen to a team that just hasn't fucking played together with some of these new pieces. Odell Beckham Jr. is is Baker Mayfield's number one target. They threw exactly zero pass attempts to each other. Because I said because Odell can throw too. <laughs> I guess. It's true. Hey, Jarvis can too. Yeah, right. See, Mohamed Sanu threw a 70, not to jump off, but he just had his Madden rating raised. Um, they had an adjuster come out because he felt like he was disrespected for a 72 throw power because he's got a fucking cannon. I don't know if you've seen some of his videos. Of course he does. He threw a 71 and a half yard throw and placed top five in quarterback combine history now because of that adjustment. Anyway. So <laughs> he's got an 80 rating. So Browns fans are losing their shit. Yes. Oh, 43 to 13. Oh, what the hell? We're going to be shitty again. You know what? Sophomore slumps, man. No, it's not a sophomore. Listen, this is what happened with Baker Mayfield. We were on the golf course when this was happening. He was 21 of 28 for 274 and a touchdown. They started getting these turn these penalties. He starts forcing the ball into a lot of tight spots he shouldn't. There were a couple situations, too, where there was miscommunications with receivers on routes. Happened with Odell once. It's going to fucking happen. They have zero chemistry in game yet. That was the first game Baker and Odell played. That's your that's your tandem right there. That's your one-two punch. That's the guy. Jarvis is going to be a good complimentary piece. He's a great number two receiver for you. Higgins will be Higgins missed most of the damn game. He got hurt. He made the thirty fucking yard catch, and he didn't play the rest of the game. Higgins and Odell Higgins and Baker have the best chemistry out of the quarterback wide receivers in that in that locker room right now. Give Higgins a full game to play with Baker. I think Higgins would have went for 80, 90 yards in that ball game, and probably would have caught a touchdown. They have that kind of weird chemistry. It's those two for some reason. And Baker had really good chemistry with Jalen Strong for some reason. I have no idea why, but they cut him, so who cares? <laughs> like, like seriously. Hey, I know we live in Cleveland. I know we love to overreact to every single fucking sports thing that happens, but can we pump the brakes on a team going 0-1 against a team in Tennessee that is a playoff team? They went 9-7 and seven last year. Calm down. As I'm screaming. But calm, <laughs> calm down. Seriously. It's going to be okay. I promise. You don't have to win the fucking Super Bowl this year. <laughs> you probably won't. Because I don't know if you noticed or not. But all rape allegations aside, Tom Brady just got the best receiver besides Randy Moss he's ever had. Oh, and apparently Josh Gordon found fucking Jesus now, so he's going to be good too. 
for Josh Gordon, man. What the hell? I was hoping on your career, man. I love you. I want you to know that. <clears throat> I still think he's a piece of shit, but that's beside the point. He lied to everybody multiple times, but still. It's going to be okay. It's one fucking game. If we're in week seven or week eight and the Browns are one and seven, then yeah, I get pissed off. I'd imagine so. Do I think that's going to happen? No. Are they going to be seven and one going into week eight? No. <laughs> this schedule they have the first eight weeks is fucking hard. We have no fucking clue. It's, well, they could be fucking Owens. I, I didn't expect them to lose to Tennessee. Actually, we'd have to go back. I think I might have said they were going to lose. You probably did. I said it was going to be a close game, but I thought they'd win. Just because I, I, Tennessee's a good fucking team. I wish They've got we, a good head coach. If their quarterback stays healthy, Mariota's going to be fine. Did we write that down? Uh, somewhere, yeah. Sorry. It's probably posted on the Facebook page, too. I'd imagine. I, I think. think I said they were going to lose. We can always check the file, too. We have, we have the... I uh, might have put it in my notes. Maybe you did. I know I had him going like 11-5, and five and you had him going like 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7 and seven or something like that. Anyway. It's a long fucking season, guys. Seriously. Take a deep breath. Enjoy the fact that your team is getting attention to begin with because for the most longest time, you weren't getting shit. The most longest. Most longest. I'm saying some dumb shit now. Most longest. It's going to be okay. Baker Mayfield will be okay. There will be chemistry issues to start the season because this is the first time he's throwing to Odell Beckham Jr. in a game. You know what's cool? Baker's 24, Odell's 25. They got plenty of fucking time to figure it out. All right? And Odell just signed a five-year fucking contract extension. He ain't going anywhere. Baker, not going anywhere. Jarvis, four more years in his contract, not going anywhere. Miles Garrett, still on his rookie deal, not going anywhere. It doesn't all have to happen right away for you guys to realize this is going to be a good team. Even if they go 6-10 and 10 or 7-9 and nine this year, it's a fucking process. It's not always like, Oh, we're champions. It doesn't work like that. Man can dream, can he? He can dream all the fuck you want. I just don't want to hear about this shit anymore. I don't want, oh, no, we suck again. We're bad. It's like Rob Schneider and fucking uh, Waterboy. Oh, no, we suck again. Like, (laughs) what the fuck, man? Oh, no, we suck again. (laughs) That was a good one. (sighs) One out of ten, Kyle. Just come on. Come on, not two out of ten, because I made you laugh with that rock joke in the beginning. That, that uh, dad I joke. didn't laugh. You, you. I gave you a smile. You were pretty damn close. I gave you a smile. That's probably the closest I got to have you bragging. Out of point. those ones, yeah. Dwayne is. Genesis. That's it. I mean, I didn't kind of like, just, just come on, guys. I knew it had to do something with his name too. I was on the fence about it. Dwayne is Johnson. Come on. <laughs> I think it's fucking hilarious. All right, Andrew, you want to plug the socials before we head out? Yeah, you can follow us on AK Swish Podcast on Facebook, AK Swish Pod on Twitter. And also, we didn't bring our camera today because we kind of both forgot about it. We have some things going on, some moving pieces. Andrew might be coming back to Cleveland, you know. That would be nice. We'll call and, it the return. We'll document it on Facebook. Um, <laughs> can you do so, that just yeah, live we, when we you're could. coming home? We, uh, I get we you, will be bringing that. Cle- it's going to be twi- uh, it's Twitch at UNC Fandrew. Can I get you to, uh, to kiss one of the Cleveland script signs when you come back? Can you do that? Yeah. You can pick whichever one you want. The one down by his I put you... my mouth on dirtier things, so I definitely could do that. Sam, hope you're not listening. <laughs> Wasn't Sam. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, we're gonna end the show now. <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah, that's that's about it. Those are our those are our handles and stuff like that. We want to give a shout out again to Spotify for being gracious sponsors of the AK Spush podcast. And make sure that you share our content, guys. It's gonna help us grow. Um I actually put through some I guess drafts you can call it for the Panther Wood shirt. 
I'm going to show Kyle today. But uh, we are going to make some movement here. We want to see you guys get us shared up a little bit. We are going to continue to push the content for you. We're going to continue to be consecutive on what we need to do and a little bit more consistent. So please just share our stuff so we can get there with you guys one step at a time. Um, like we said, we did hit triple digit on followers, and we're getting triple digits on listeners. So we want to make sure that we continue that trend. Please Please, please share our information so we can get out there. Get out to your favorite people. If you're listening to us and you enjoy listening to us, the more that you share, the more people can enjoy listening. And as of course, guys, thank you so much for listening to us. It was a blast. And make sure you guys stay tuned. Coming up this Thursday, we are going to have again, our official top 10 golfers of all time ranking episode. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Can enjoy it. But until then, uh, Andrew, say one more thing to the people. Uh, I got a headache. Have had a head. I've had a headache this whole episode, and uh, the yelling probably didn't help. I I'm think, sorry. I think it might have to do with the low pressure in the atmosphere right now from outside. It's a little bit cloudy, maybe a little overcast. Might rain. Thank Deuces. you, meteorologist Andrew Frederick. R.I.P. Fred McLeod. Bye, bye, guys. The views and opinions of those who talk and appear on the AK Swish podcast are their own. Listener's discretion is advised.